Under NASA's Artemis program, Dynetics and Lidos will develop and build a new human landing system, advancing economic opportunities and paving the way for a sustained lunar economy. Learn more at DyneticsHLS.com. Welcome to the Let's Be Real podcast, where we are regarded to as the Starting Five. We are powered by the Bench Podcast Network, and we are sponsored by Overtime Heroics Memphis. Be real about heroics. That's what's up. That's what's up. I mean, it's always great to be a hero every once in a while. You know what I'm saying? It's always <laughs> great to be a hero. It's always to. It's always good to have great partnerships as well, too. And we'll get into that here shortly. Uh, yes. And, you know. and, in fact, about to get into it right now. Shout out to our new sponsor, Overtime Heroics. Yeah, 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 yeah. So going to this, shout out, thanks uh, due to us getting this month's shoot with them. Um, Took thought about this episode, it's being called Heroics. So we're going to stay our favorite heroic sports moment. So um, before we start, um, we're doing this virtually. Y'all know it's the coronavirus uh, pandemic is going on. We're trying to, you know, help this issue. And that's where we're going at this moment. So... I start from my favorite sports rogue moment. It's going to be pretty funny. It's not really my favorite because I didn't like it, but it's random. LeBron James stepping over Draymond Green in the game <laughs> four. Oh, come on. Oh, <laughs> oh, the move that got him suspended. Oh, you know, come on. It wasn't my favorite moment, but I'm, it's heroic. It was very heroic because that's how they won their series. Draymond Green in the Oh, uh, you! Oh my God! I maintain that oh, Draymond Green wow. shouldn't have been there in the first place, because he should have got suspended for kicking Stephen Adams in the nuts. But that's just me. Well, to that point, Trevor, y'all did okay. See, did beat Golden State by thirty points that game that he was supposed to get suspended. So it really slick that matter. Nope. <laughs> let it be known then. So they still <laughs> either way. Hey, so either bad. way it goes. <laughs> either way it goes, but hey. That's fine. So, which one of y'all? Let me see. Um, I, I guess I Yeah, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Um, y'all know me. I'm a big Tiger Woods fan. And so, one of my um, biggest um, heroic moments is when he won the Masters last year. Um, so, he won Ooh, the Masters last year in 2019 at 43 years old. And everybody kind of knows um, how he was this great, uh, golfer and he still is to this day um, but the run that he went on with, as he got into the, as he got into uh, on the tour and what he did when he got on the tour 
Um, but then also got to think about the time in which he um, had the cheating scandal and he had the car accident. So he was he was going through a bunch of, of injuries, more so like knee and back problems. And so that prevented him from playing a lot of golf and basically had him on the decline. But to win the Masters last year at 43 years old um, against a lot of the top golfers, I mean, Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas, um, the list goes on. So to win that tournament at the age that he did after um, all the setbacks that he has was probably one of the greatest moments I've mm-hmm. ever seen in my entire life. Um, like I said, just him walking up to the 18th grade actually like legit, legit had me crying because that's somebody that um, I grew up watching. I mean, you had Kobe Bryant, but Tiger Woods is somebody for me that I watched a lot because I played golf for about 10 years up until high school. So that's one of my my greatest um, sports moments and heroic moments of all time. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. That definitely had a lot of people in their feelings, especially, you know, the the past few years that Tiger Woods has had for him to come back and do his thing was was great, you know. For sure. So mm-hmm. for sure. Um so I actually have two um and I end up hitting my brother Trevor up just to see which one he had. And ironically we had the same one. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so um it was well the first one would be when T Max scored thirteen and thirty five seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, Go going on. up of course. Growing up, of course, and then, Trev, I'll let you um, add on your spiel as well, but growing up, like, I was a huge T-Mac fan. And if you were a T-Mac fan, you know, watching the Rockets and the Spurs go in, it was like watching a war. You know, they went at in the playoffs, and it was just a good basketball. So, you know, watching that game live, I'm like, okay, nothing to happen. I'm just going to see it. So, T-Mac comes, you know, pull up the first three, you know, pull up the second three and one. And I'm like, oh, crap, we got a game. And the next thing you know, they end up <laughs> winning. You know, so that 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 kind of honestly just put my whole mindset in just life. It's like it's never over till it's over because I've literally seen somebody score 13 points in 35 seconds and win the team's game. Mm-hmm. So it's never oh. over till it's over. Yep. Yeah, just, so. to provide, just to provide my take on it, um, what people fail to realize is just the degree, the degree of difficulty in every shot that he hit mm-hmm. going into um, that comeback. Because, like, he's being basically – Face guarded by Bruce Bowen, like every single shot, and then yeah. of course, of course, the four point play that he got on Tim Duncan, and um, it's just one of those plays where everything went right. It was just yeah, you just you were just waiting on that one slip up because the Spurs didn't do anything wrong except towards the end with Devin so, Brown uh, and turned the ball. Literally the end. <laughs> yeah, literally at the end, it's just like they everything else was just like you couldn't ask for like a better. Fairy tales uh, type of ending, but just to, um, because I even with this topic even came up, I had plenty of them that I could have uh, just named off, but I'll just uh, I'll name off two additional ones um, also. So staying with uh, basketball, um, it would eventually would become like his last great performance ever as a basketball player. Um, gotta look at Brandon Roy and that. Uh, huge comeback that he had. I think it was game five, game five or six in the 2011 playoffs against the Mavs when Portland was down, basically down 20. And Brandon Roy at this point, literally with no knees, just Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, (laughs) led that huge comeback. Portland um, eventually won the game. And of course, Dallas won the series and eventually the NBA championship. Um, But just... That moment, just for that one last game, I think a lot of people got reminded just of how good Brandon Roy was prior to all the injuries taking their toll. 
And um, I'll go a little unorthodox and go to baseball for a little bit for my second one. And uh, I'll just go Alex Rodriguez in the uh, 2009 World Series. Um, it was definitely five years in the making. Um, was, that, was that with or without the steroids? <laughs> Technically, it probably came with, but who, who knows? It probably came with, but who knows? But, um, of course, it was five years in the making. We were, as Yankees fans, we were literally waiting on him to do something. And he thought, to me, he was, prior to him getting to the Yankees, he was like the Kevin Love of baseball. Like, he put up all these great numbers, but it was all for naught because the teams were never, you know, in contention for a World Series. And then when he got to the Yankees, he just mm. never came through until that one fateful game where he uh, smacked that home run. Um, I think it was game six, which eventually closed it for the Yankees. Um, so it was like a big moment for him, for him to finally get over that hump. So those will be my main, my three, actually, um, if you count the T-Mac uh, 13 points in 33 seconds. Uh, those will be my heroic moments in sports, man. And just for one more, uh, I'm not going to even mention it on it, just – Google Michael, just YouTube Michael Vick. Oh, yeah. Oh, just YouTube cool. Michael Vick because he has a lot that, of reward moments as well. And I also got to give my uh, second, you know, shout out to Kevin Durant. You know, his shot over LeBron both times in the NBA Finals. You know, to me, that kind of uh, – uh, to just, just to me, that solidified his spot as the best player in the game. You know, even though he's injured right now, uh, y'all know how I feel about how he, he's going to do next season. He's going to come back with a vision. But, you know, for the Warriors to receive all that slack over the summer for signing Kevin Durant, you know, it was, and I still hold on to this point, that the, the, the Warriors needed Kevin Durant more than Kevin Durant needed the Warriors. And with those two, go, with his go-to moves, um, both spots, you know, same spot in the um, back-to-back finals, you know, Kevin, that, that made Kevin Durant a hero to me. And now he just got to win one with the Nets or whichever else team he decides to play for. Yep. Okay. Uh, before we move on, um, my moment's more funny. Uh, really, my favorite one, because I knew one of y'all had T-Mac, because T-Mac is my favorite Of course. So that was mine. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to go to <laughs> But uh, another one came up when Trevor said baseball. Um, and this is for me. I wasn't a Red Sox fan, but I hated the Yankees. Um, Kurt Schilling, the Bloody Sox. Gang shit. Oh, uh, yeah. man. Yeah. As far as mine, as a Yankee hater, <laughs> and seeing the Red Sox, you know, go forward and win their first title in I don't know how long. And it's springboarded my favorite team, the White Sox, the next year to win the World Series for the first time in about 100 years, too. So. <laughs> hey, okay. real quick before we move on, because I know we were just talking about prior to us going on the air about them reshoring the uh, 2008 National Championship with Memphis and Kansas. This was another one where, as a Yankee fan, you was hurting. And I just got to ask Lito, who's a fellow Yankee fan, like, how was you, how did you feel at that point? Basically being up 3-0 and the rest of just basically just coming back and taking the whole thing and eventually taking the World Series. I was hurt. I mean, to be up 3-0, I mean, regardless if, if, it, if it's basketball, baseball, to be up three three oh, you know, I mean, pretty much everybody knows that 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 series is a wrap. <laughs> but to not only yeah. lose that series, but then to lose it to a rival is one of the worst feelings that I probably had in sports. It's 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 not the worst, but it's it's definitely up there. So it definitely hurt. Yeah, I forgot about it until until Sharky decided to be so kind and bring it back up. <laughs> Good job, Sharky. That's just any rivalry. That's like the biggest rivalry in all the sports. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> But 
Um, it's going to move forward down the top of this. Continue NFL free agency. Has, uh, more moves, of course, happened after we were done last week, including one Thomas Brady. Uh, Thomas. 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 <laughs> uh, we do our COVID-19 update and some more, you know, more players, sports uh, players got diagnosed. And we'll go on to college basketball as we are missing our March Madness right now. We'll just relive our favorite mm. moments and disappointing moments um, as Trevor mentioned earlier about them showing the re, uh, National Championship game between Memphis and Kansas back in 08 on CBS. And we'll finish with our famous Troll and all. So, first up, NFL, Tom Brady, leaves New England Patriots, signs with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm so happy by the time that we're good that it won't even matter anymore. But to have to face Tom Brady twice in the NFC South is going it's gonna suck. Enjoy, um, enjoy, <laughs> know, my right? friend. But I have I think, to face him every year. That, but it, I also got excited because I know we're gonna have a terrible season next season. Um, it it puts kind of puts in perspective of just watching, you know, good football. And one thing that I think we'll be able to see is Tom Brady go against Drew Brees twice as well. Because mm-hmm. if you look at their records, um, both of them have records that you know Drew Brees can break a Tom Brady record or Tom Brady can break a Drew Brees record. So to have them, you know, go at it twice a game would be really fun for one and for two, you know, for competing for a playoff spot as well. Um, but I think, you know, Tom Brady coming to the Bucks was a was a good move because the Bucks honestly had a top three defense last season. A lot of people don't realize. Yeah. It's just that they lost because they damn quarterback threw 30 interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, at the same time, Jameis did throw for 5,000 yards. So it's like you replaced Jameis with a Tom Brady, you know, somebody more controlled, you know, a defense around him, you know, playmakers around him. And, you know, with, with the Super Bowl being in Tampa, Tampa could be a favorite easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally agree with you there. Um, I would say that Tom Brady signing with the Buccaneers is probably one of the most random signings that I've ever seen in my entire life. Was not <laughs> expecting him to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think, man, as of I think he signed maybe what Tuesday or Wednesday. I think is when the news broke. But even when I heard the news as of Sunday and Monday of last week that he could potentially like that was even a suitor for him. I was like, it's Tampa Bay, like. Tampa Bay, like I see if it was like Miami, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Tampa Bay. <laughs> so, to see him sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was shocking, but at the same time, I'm also very happy because he's no longer in the AFC, he's no longer a Patriot. And so, I do not have to see Tom Brady against the Steelers for probably quite some time, and I am very thankful for that. It also goes back to my point, and a lot of point that uh, to a point that a lot of people from ESPN and Fox also said too is. I think it was just more so that I think, in my opinion, the Patriots didn't want Tom Brady. I think at the end of that, I think that was very adamant because you didn't see to, you didn't see too many chances where the Patriots were trying to make an effort to bring him yeah. back. They had ample opportunity to make an mm-hmm. extension for him. They, they had ample opportunity to to get better weapons around him. And I think he had kind of grown over. He had gotten tired of probably having to do everything for himself on the offensive end. Um, there was no Gronk. There was no top wide receiver that he had. There was no Tom Brady. Uh, for him to go back to. So um, you can see why he, I mean, at the end of the day, once you kind of look at everything, once he signed with the Buccaneers, that why he would go to the Buccaneers. So, I mean, <laughs> Tuke and everybody in the NFC, enjoy yourselves and have fun. Good luck. That's all I got to say. Uh, well, for me, um, this is almost along the lines of the guy that everybody compares him to, to when Joe Montana had signed with the Kansas City Chiefs, like back towards the end of Joe Montana's career. 
Um, I think this is a great sign for Tampa Bay. Again, none of us was expecting this to come. Um, this had been brewing for years, believe it or not. Um, just to go to Skyler's point um, about the Patriots not wanting him back, uh, Belichick wanted to trade Brady like after the infamous comeback Super Bowl against the Falcons, what folks didn't know. Um, in the trade, He eventually ended up trading Jimmy Garoppolo to San Francisco, but actually Tom Brady was offered in that deal um, as opposed to Jimmy Garoppolo. But, of course, as we all know, uh, Robert Kraft put a, you know, basically killed that whole deal, and we got the deal with, that we eventually gotten. Uh, but, again, like, kudos to Tom. Um, to the NFC and the NFC South, good luck. I ain't got to worry about seeing him no more. I ain't got to just count that automatic loss on the schedule no more for the Steelers. So, hey. Two. <laughs> I mean, shoot, it was going to be an automatic L in a way this season. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. The two, y'all in a good spot. I mean, like I said, y'all rebuilding at the right time. Y'all got two 40-year-old or past year old quarterbacks in y'all division. So, by the time y'all good again, both of them gone. So, <laughs> and that, honestly, that's why I'm trying to stay optimistic. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, and Matt Ryan's still the quarterback, so y'all in very good spot. Y'all, you know how I feel about Matt Ryan, so hey, you know. y'all signed Teddy Bridgewater before we recorded last week, or was that? No, nah, we recorded him uh, maybe a couple of days. I think it was after. the same. I think it was the, either the same day or a see. couple of days after. It was a couple of days. That was like four or five it was days. A couple ago. Days yeah. yeah, so it had to be the day after then, because Tom Brady news came out the day after. Yep, it was the day yeah. after. Yeah. The day after. The day after. But at least okay. the two came out there, it would happen. Okay, well, before we move forward to that, my thoughts on Tom Brady is, like I said, it's a Randall signing. I agree with Skyler. Um, But without even thinking about it, it does make the Bucks better. So I told someone at work, I'm like, the Bucks went 7 and 9 last year with the quarterback that threw 30 interceptions. Mm-hmm. He did 33 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. He also threw 30 interceptions, including seven pick sixes. So you're going to replace him with Arden Oh, Jesus. Who's not even probably going to throw more than 10 picks, even if he falls off a cliff. Like, Matt Scatterman, he's saying, <laughs> like, he's not going to throw 30. <laughs> and like, seven and nine, we did. So, yeah. and, and, and one thing I want, like, the seven and nine really came from a great defense. Yep. Like, I think people don't really know how great the, 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 the – or good the defense for the Buccaneers are because they lost so much. But, you know, like you said, he threw six, seven, pick sixes, so it's hard for a de- defense to try to stay motivated. But you bring Thomas yeah, in, I mean, and it's like, yo, let's go to the Super Bowl, you know? Yeah, yeah, they were playing from behind a lot too, and I I wouldn't sell their offense just completely short because uh, Mike Evans is still a top receiver in his game, probably top fifteen. Uh, he got some competition Donald, on it for his teammate he, though. That's the crazy part about it. He's Godwin. Yeah, Godwin. Yeah, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. Godwin. He had, he had was, more receptions, yeah. more yards than Mike. Yeah, Evans I almost season, forgot. So. Chris Godwin was like one of the best, uh, last season. Uh, Ronald Jones had a decent season on the ground. Um, he like his tight ends. Is, is, you know, he likes his tight ends, so he's going to yeah, be great. With, Tom's going to be great with O.J. Howard. So, I wouldn't say the offense is just completely short. I think it is just Jameis and his turnovers and them playing from behind a lot is what contributed more so to that 7-9 record. Because, like you said, too, because they could very, very, very easily be 9-7, and 10-6 last season. Mm-hmm. So, so, we'll see. One – one thing b- before we move on to the next topic that I'm interested to see is I think we kind of know Tom Brady as of late to kind of be a dink and dunk quarterback. Um, and I think with having weapons such as Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who 
they can beat you more so downfield than than just kind of running like just simple like routes or whatever. So I'm going to be it's going to be interesting to see if Tom Brady still has that accuracy. I'm not saying that he doesn't. I'm just saying as of lately, he is kind of like used to throwing to like Wells Welker, who is probably one like 10, 12 yard routes or maybe something less than that. And so I don't think Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, they do that often. So it's going to be interesting to see if he still has that accuracy that he that he's always had. So I just want to bring that up as a nugget. I just to just to help on that before we move on, I think he's gonna look to go more to OJ Howard. Cause Me too. Me too. When push when push came to shove, like Brady just told Grunk run straight down the scene and I'm gonna throw it to you. <laughs> and Skylar, you know just from watching him pick apart our defense, that's exactly what he did. I think he's gonna look to get OJ Howard more involved in the offense as opposed to trying to test his accuracy and throwing the downfield to Godwin and Evans. So that that yeah. I think he, he utilizes OJ Howard more. Yeah, honestly, he could test his he could test his accuracy against uh Mike Evans. I mean, you double team him, he's still catching. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And Chris Godwin, I heard he's more like I didn't watch Tampa Bay a lot, but a lot of people are saying he's more a possession receiver. He's like a rack. He gets the he gets the ball in, gets a lot of yards out there to catch. Mm-hmm. So he might be the security blanket also. Why he still can be a deep threat also. But other big name uh, signing, like I said, we go well. We definitely take the Bridgewater in the second when we go to our teams. But Todd Gurley, the Rams released him. Uh, and sign, another player we got to see in the freaking NFC. Side. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least we don't know how many actually going to play though. So I mean, <laughs> we really don't. That's true too. That's true too. All the reason he got released. Uh, I I guess it was random, but uh, not since they were. I guess they were trade. They were trying to trade him. Beforehand, I guess it's not that random because it seemed like Carolina was in it. They were trying to trade him so they wouldn't have to pay him. I think it was an additional three million because it was like either ten or thirteen million that he was like oh yeah. Yep. So yeah, it's similar to I guess Carolina, and we'll get to him in two quick. Cam Newton, I guess y'all about to come on that same. Oh, let's let's stay in the uh, NFC South. I know it wasn't really a big splash, but Emmanuel Sanders going to the Saints. Saints, yeah. So it was a pretty so (laughs) yeah, pretty so (laughs) that's the big deal. Straight two years, man. Uh, (laughs) I know, right? You gonna be all right? Did y'all say no? Y'all still waiting on Robbie? uh, Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I mean he's still a free agent at this point. But Todd Gurley, what's your thoughts on it? Oh, shout out to uh. Uh, I, I got Darrell Henderson. He's about to be the starter going forward in Los Angeles. Hey. Good out. job, yeah. But yeah, what's your thoughts? Um, my thoughts for Atlanta is like they get a good upgrade, but at the same time, Freeman and Golly, and Golly Gurley played just about the same amount of games, you know, the last two years. So it's like they get an yep. upgrade, but if he's not on the field to play, then what kind of upgrade are you getting? But at the end of the day, it's like the Rams fell apart as well, so that may have you know, played a part in him, you know, not wanting to play or being injured or whatever, you know. You know how they – I'm injured, but they really just don't want to play, you know. Sure. I think – But, you know, uh, you got to play them twice a year now, so, yeah, you know, I yay. think this was the season that they reg- – well, this past season was them regretting giving Tyre Gurley all that money. I think this season they're going to regret giving Jared Goff all that money. So, stay tuned. Mm. Yeah, to kind of echo that point, I think it's just it's amazing how the tide turns. I mean, Todd Gurley is only 25 years old, and he literally got this contract what a year or two ago, maybe two years ago, 
And so mm-hmm. at the time he got the contract, there was a debate as he possibly could have been the best running back in the league. And here we are, fast forward two years later, and <laughs> there wasn't even a market for him to get traded. <laughs> like so, it's just it's just I mean, it's amazing how the tide can turn really, really quickly. There's a small window. I mean, GMs talk about this all the time. There's a small window that you get to win a Super Bowl, and you better capitalize mm-hmm. on that small window. And it looks like oh, the Rams yeah, may have missed it. They literally have probably gone from one of the best teams. Not only in their, not not only in their division, but in their conference. Mm-hmm. So possibly, I mean, you look about, you look about, you look at the deals that the Arizona Cardinals made. They may be the worst team in their division, and this is two years later. So again, it's just it's crazy how the world turns really, really quickly. And yep, I hate it for running back specifically. I know, I know, uh, Trevor and Scott. I know y'all had a problem with the Titans tagging Derrick Henry, and like I said, my end, as far as I heard is we are going to sign him, but. Part of the reason we did tag him uh, is this type of reason, you know. Ty Gray got him money, and two years later, bam. Le'Veon Bell got him money, bam. You know, what are you doing? You can say it's the Jets, you know, system and all that, but it's like Devontae Freeman got him money. See, wait, yeah. It's kind of like that's the pause that a lot of teams would have. I'm hoping the Titans – like, that's why I say I don't hope we, we don't sign Derrick Henry to like a four-year, like a two – like, a, you know, like a two-year – or idea what we get out of in like two years just in case this happens, just in case this is real with all the running backs. But um I I would say hey with Tiger, but I mean sure he's he's out with the Falcons. Um recovered pretty quickly. A lot of teams might have just been waiting for for the Rams instead of your market. A lot of teams just knew how they're gonna release him. So <coughs> wait till they release him. But um to move forward, Darius Slay. Cornerback for the Detroit Lions was traded to the Philadelphia Eagles for a third round pick and a fifth round pick. And he signed the extension. I don't remember the numbers on this on that contract at the moment. But I know he got paid. So what are y'all thoughts on the Eagles finally making this play in the secondary? Um I will, I like fun. it for the <laughs> I like I like it for the Eagles just for the, it's more so that I'm a and I think I tweeted about this when it happened. I like how aggressive Howie Roseman is, which is the GM for the Eagles. He recognizes weaknesses that the team may have, uh, whether it be in the offseason or in season, and he literally goes after whatever he wants. And he may not necessarily get the player or whatever that he wants at that particular time, but at the end of the day, he still addresses it. Um, and I think if I were a GM, if I were to be in those shoes, then I would probably take the same the same approach that he does a lot of times when being aggressive, whether – I mean, if that means trading picks, and that means trading picks to get what I want. Sometimes trading for picks or or holding on to picks um, doesn't necessarily mean that you have a bright future. Sometimes you may just have to trade those picks to get what you want. And in this mm-hmm. case, it was Darius Slay who, I mean, everybody under the sun knew that the Eagles needed a cornerback because, the one, they didn't have one that was good, and, two, they didn't have one that was healthy. Um, and so to address the need um, that they had, which was secondary – um, and going out to get Darius Slay, which they gave up a third and a fifth round pick, um, and they signed an extension to him. It kind of seems as if like, like, dang, that that that's it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's to go get Darius Slay, one of the better corners in the league. Um, again, shouts out to uh, the Harry Rose, more so Harry Rose than the Eagles, but they're tied into one another. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I I like it just for the fact that they were able to be aggressive and get him. Yep. Well, um, another player I just popped in my mind before moving on to our teams, another running back, Melvin Gordon. 
signed with the Broncos. Two years, 16 mil. You know, we hadn't heard anything from him, from him since he tried to hold out. Didn't work out. Ended up playing the season anyway. And, I mean, he really didn't have much of a market as far as just hearing. Should have took the money when he had to. Exactly. Because they yeah. had to the contract and training camp. Exactly. He declined, and that's more money than he got now. So, <laughs> once again, running backs. <laughs> hey, I do. I hate it for him, but it's, I guess it's the nature of the beast. Who's quarterbacking for the for the Broncos? Drew Lock. Drew Lock. Yeah, that's that's still a priority that the Broncos need to try to figure out ASAP because that's been their problem since what four years. You know, even when they go back to drafting past Pax and Lynch, it was like who's a quarterback? I think and you gonna, do. What's up? I say I think this that this year would be it for. I think they're going to decide this year on Drew Lock because last year they drafted yeah. him last year. He came in. He was hurt. Then he came in midseason. He played really good down the stretch. But as we okay. test the rookie quarterbacks, no film, yeah. all that. So we'll see this year. All right, is he it. now? Yeah, now that Joe Flacco's been released, we'll we'll see what Drew Locke is made of mm-hmm. at this point. Oh, interesting, interesting. Okay, I just wanted to ask that because like I said I, I think Melvin Gordon still has a lot in his tank, and, and they didn't have a bad running back with with Federal mm-hmm. Lindsey. Yep. Yeah. So it's like to have that yeah. one-two punch kind of going would be would be essential and good for now. But like you said, it, it all ends up on who's on the ball as well. Yeah. Um, so the Broncos are an interesting team. They made another trade. Once we get to my, once we get to what the Titans moves, we, we'll get to it. The Broncos made a couple moves that interest me. But uh, uh-huh. I'll start with the Panthers since we were talking about Teddy Bridgewater earlier, Cam Newton the possibility. So two. So, yeah, uh, us signing Bridgewater was like my 1B plan. Of course, I originally thought that we were just going to go with uh, Will Greer or some, you know, or, or or somebody else. But, you know, for us to sign Bridgewater, is, I, I feel confident in it because he's re, uh, coming back to, um, to, to, to Joe Brady. You know, apparently we're putting a lot of faith in Joe Brady as an offensive coordinator, and I'm, I'm so anxious to see how it plays out because you have a lot of players that we're also signing who's, you know, been familiar with Joe Brady, whether that's been from the Saints or, you know, LSU or whatever. Um, so, of course, initially I wanted us to tank for Sunshine, of course, but a 1B plan for us to sign Bridgewater. Um, you give him a, a, a chance to actually be great, and I think he will be. Uh, one thing that I want to say is, you know, for our fans who really don't understand what the hell a rebuild is. When you're rebuilding, that means you, you're literally cleaning house. So everybody from, you know, even though Luke Keekley retired, you know, we don't have him anymore. You know, we had to trade Greg Olson. You know, we released Eric Reed. It's just, you know, it's, it's kind of like we, we just got to find ourselves again. And a lot of people are giving temper, you know, crap about it. But at the end of the day, he comes from a winning tradition and putting it all on the line just in, in, in due time. You know, Matt Rule got a seven-year contract for a reason. You know, we still got Cam Newton on the roster as court, uh, of course, but nobody really knows the health status of Cam Newton for one and for two, you know, what's the market out for him. So I think at the end of the day, we are going to end up releasing him. Um, and a lot of people are kind of pissed about that because Cam Newton does have a lot of football to be played. But, you know, because nobody really knows his health, you know, why keep him around? When, like I said, we're going for a complete straight rebuild, you know, and um, and David Tepper is giving a lot of trust to Matt Rule and Joe Brady. I just hope he pays out in the future. But right now, next year, you know, it's gonna suck to watch him play, but it is what it is. Yeah, it's hard to pay two quarterbacks twenty million dollars a piece. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> Cam's probably looking exactly. for like thirty. <laughs> and with the coronavirus thing going on, he can't, you know, 
you can't take a physical really with him. Your team's got to actually see uh, his injury that he's healed now at this moment. So it's like it's a by the time this stuff boys passes over, I think y'all had to release them. I don't know when it's the day. It's a certain date y'all release them for the cap. Is it a certain date y'all have to release them for the cap here? Um, yeah, let me look that up real quick. I think it's in it's in June. June, yeah. Yeah, so I know y'all release them by a certain date. So and I doubt anything health status is gonna come up before then. So I know a lot of people are getting mad at that, but it's like, I mean, he hasn't been healthy, so I mean that that's it matters a lot. Um, think about y'all moves. I love, I love to see the Bridgewater deal. Um, I'm going to enjoy watching y'all just to see seeing him. You know, like I remember when he had the injury. In Minnesota. Yeah, of course, of and course. He looked great in training. You know, he looked great to training camp too. He's going to come back. This season looked real good. And we saw him in New Orleans last year. He went five and zero. But it's like, okay, let, let me just see him with his own team. So, yeah, I'm really interested to see y'all this upcoming season with him and Christian McCaffrey in the fold. And the uh-huh. new coach, Rue is known to rebuild. He Temple was sorry. He brought them back. Um, exactly. Um, who's last? Baylor, remember? They had the whole uh-huh. – everything that happened with the previous coaching staff with the sexual assaults and all that going on with the players, he brought them back from their 1-11 to 11-1, and what, two seasons later, so – and also in the NFL, it's different from the NBA. NBA's rebuild. The Grizz is all the outlier in the rebuild because teams don't rebuild quickly. <laughs> uh, NFL teams do, typically do rebuild quickly, except the Jaguars. But um, everybody else rebuilds pretty quickly. No, I feel really confident, especially. It is, my thing is we're going to end up being in that situation with like the Ezekiels, like the Ty Girl. It's like how much are we really going to pay Christian McCaffrey? as well and it, with us being a part of a rebuild you know that's gonna take that's gonna you know it's gonna be a big big point because christian probably won't go anywhere but he's not you know we don't throw the bag at him you know he'll chuck them deuces up so it, that'll be real real interesting in watching us for the next couple of years but it, you know even with that it's gonna be interesting watching us lose too but it is what it is <laughs> but see what the steelers what moves y'all made Trevor. Uh well just recently um we made a trade with the Baltimore Ravens to acquire defensive tackle Chris Wormley. Um for me it's a decent quiet move because I'm interested to see um uh, what students are gonna do with him because he's played he's just in this he'll be entering his fourth season, so of course we get younger on the defensive line. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what Mike Tomlin is going to do and how he's going to be utilized because his rookie season and his past season, he's played defensive end. And um, his second season, he was playing uh, defensive tackle. So maybe he's going to look to fill the spot that uh, Jamal Hargrave did. Maybe he's going to put him on at defensive end to maybe maybe free him up some and he can get some – Easy tackles for loss, easy sacks just for the, the offense trying to block TJ. Um, who knows that what's, what's up there? Uh, another move, of course, we acquired uh, Eric Ebron from the Colts at tight end. Um, Very underrated moves. Very good moves. All I'm gonna say is I hope he brought his hands or some sort of hands. Uh, <laughs> as good as he is, he drops the ball extremely a lot to not to my liking. So. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how he'll be utilized, especially um, if we can get Vance McDonald back and um, 
Just it'll just be interesting. But that was a very very underrated uh pickup with Eric Ebron. But like I said, hopefully he brought some form of his hands with him, um, so he can catch the passes. So. Tell you about Ebron. Thank you for getting him out of my division. Um, <laughs> he had hands when Coach played us. So. <laughs> but I know when he was in Detroit, he dropped a lot. And I think his other games outside when the Coast played the Titans, he dropped, had a few drops. But overall, he revived his career in, in Indianapolis after leaving Detroit. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me ask you and Skylar this before we head on. Who finishes the season as quarterback for the series? Hmm. Cause y'all did sign Paxton Lynch too. Shout out to him. They did. They did. Oh, y'all already had him. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at the depth chart now, but we signed him to be on the practice squad. Like, practice yeah, squad. Yeah, that's what we had. Sure. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because okay. we had one through like five quarterbacks, so mm-hmm. I think that was the reason why. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I think, yeah, I want to know who, who who ends, who ends the season as a, as I a quarterback. I think Ben ends teams. it because he typically he he has injury issues but a lot of times he plays through them and so last year was kind of like it was it was different because that's probably the first time in quite some time he's missed that many games he'll miss he'll miss two or three throughout the year but he typically finishes the year so um I'm pretty sure he'll finish the year um but I just kind of want to see because right now I mean right now um James Winston is still unsigned and so and so Mm. I would mm. I would like for the Steelers at least just to go look at him. I know he threw thirty picks last year, um, and so there are times he kind of he doesn't make the right decisions. But I think if he probably if he sits down as a as a backup and just kind of look at he looks at somebody to the likes of Ben Roethlisberger and, and sees that sometimes and again sometimes Ben doesn't make the right decisions. But um, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you can learn a lot just from watching other people. Sometimes, and so. Um, if he if he just kind of, if he comes on as a backup quarterback, I think he could possibly learn a lot. And then I mean, we could see what he could, if he could potentially be the next quarterback of the Steelers in a year or two, uh, whenever Ben Roethlisberger decides to sit his butt down. So so let, um, let me ask you this because that's an interesting point. But if you're 26 years old, you know, future number one draft pick, would you want to sit behind somebody for you? He might have. Do no you have a choice? Right. He might yeah, have somebody. Else, if somebody. <laughs> He's still on yeah, it's mm. funny that uh, that was brought up um, because me and Skyler kind of had a debate about this. But I'm going to go and say Jameis Winston finishes as the quarterback of the Steelers. Okay. Um, for the reason is with Ben, to Skyler's point, Ben has a, uh, has a knack for playing with injuries and things of that nature. But this last one was, like, not even on the hit. Like, this was, like, non-contact to his shoulder. So, that could be that his body is just starting to break down on him, or who knows? Like I would love for Ben to play the whole season. I just don't see it happening. And as reluctant as I was earlier, I am open to Jameis coming in as a backup. So I believe Jameis Winston finishes the season as a Silver starter. Interesting. He's a doppelganger. It's like he's the black version of being being Roethlisberger. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. James can't run. I mean, he's him and Big Ben are the same. They can play for They can take yeah. it into the pocket. Yeah. He played, James yeah. played hurt. I mean, his senior year at Florida State, bro, limping in the pocket. Still out there. It, it, it's funny because I actually think that Winston's going to be a Patriot and Cam Noon will be the quarterback for the Steelers. So, so that's why I want to ask y'all that. Patriots just signed Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer, yeah, yeah. So that's the deal. 
I don't know. Uh, man, no. <laughs> I don't think the Patriots are that type of organization do moves, make moves like that. Right. I would like to see something like that. <laughs> <laughs> they just they are striking me. That, seeing that sign and let me know they're not the type of team that's going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I think if the Patriots wanted James Winston, they would they would have got him by now. They would have got him by now. Yeah. Instead of signing Brian Hoyer. <laughs> Another thing I can think of is possibly the Chargers, but they already said they're going to Tyrod Taylor for whatever reason. Um, the but can y'all, can y'all see the Patriots tanking like that, though? I don't think they're going to think they're tanking. They can still win a division. With Brian Hoyer as quarterback? It's the Patriots. I mean, we'll see. Look, look who else is in the division right now. They're running with Matt Castle as quarterback. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Good point. But and, like, and like Trevor said, and like Trevor said, I'm knowing me. If I had to pick a division winner for the AFC, the AFC East right now, I would probably still pick the Patriots. Mm. Without blinking. Yep. Bill Belichick is still there. <laughs> don't don't disrespect them Bills like that though. But you know, whatever. I'm not. <laughs> right. But not picking the Patriots. Disrespect Bill Belichick. <laughs> All right, y'all, y'all, y'all sleeping on the bills. Nah, that's been my case since last year. Do right. not, y'all are sleeping on the bills. Yeah, we'll see. But we get to every week, you know, when we get these other signings, I'm still trying about this Brian Gordon signing, but he knows the Patriots. Right. <laughs> 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 you know, the Patriots. I, right. I think I can still see them trying to get uh, since Philip Rivers signed with the Philip Rivers signed with Coach. They have been since we um, twenty five million dollar deal, so. More interceptions for us coming our way, but um, oh, crap. <laughs> uh, Jacoby Brissett, you know, he was at the Patriots, so they might actually you know bringing him back, if anything. Also, because I think him and Brian Hoyer would. It was him and no, it was him and Jimmy G. They were the backups to Tom Brady that year. He got suspended. Jimmy G. started three games. Jacoby Brissett started their fourth game. And um. What other moves I was thinking about? Oh, so I, James, he can't go to the Raiders because they signed Marcus Mariota. So they got him in the car. Mm-hmm. If you want to bring up another sign, DeAndre Hopkins took the Arizona Cardinals was shocking. We talked about that last week. We talked about that, yeah. Oh, we did. That was a okay, trade, bro. I, I, yep. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Well, we okay, actually, I didn't, yeah, we didn't talk about the actual what it meant for the Cardinals because on the offensive side of the ball, that's going to be interesting. Like, we just kind of bash Houston for what they did. Right. Good point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> Good point. I mean, they deserved yeah. it, though. You know, that's probably the, the they, one for sure. They followed up by signing Randall Cobb. So, yeah. yeah. Nothing against I mean, Randall but, Cobb, but you ain't DeAndre Hopkins. So. No, no. Nobody's DeAndre Hopkins. For an injury running back, just getting paid 12 mil so, or 11 mil, though. Uh, that 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 Arizona Cardinals offense, just to talk about it just a little bit, will be very fun to watch, especially with the underrated Kenyon Drake. You know, they uh, signed him for a ten, I think, for like two years, I think. Yep. Let me go. Um, and then yep. they they still got Larry. They still got Larry Fisher. They still got, still got Kirch, which is really really good. Um, you know, they got some great blocking. So I mean, you know, I think they won what five five games. Let me check five games last season. Five games, yeah. yeah. With with Los Angeles, they can easily win one of them. Uh, Seattle, who knows? Um, you know, they always apparently always there. Who knows? That Sierra Curse may hit them. Um, and then San Francisco, <laughs> that's still lay out that one. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying, bro. It's real. All right, Matt. It's real. All right, Matt. 
I ain't gonna keep pushing them back. I, if, if, if it don't happen after this year, I'm wrong. You know, so I ain't gonna I'm keep going back, back. I, I would take wrong. a Sierra curse if I could. I would, be, I would like a Sierra curse. <laughs> <like that. laughs> oh man, awesome. they, good. they still got those young. They still had young weapons, which I'm, the Texans didn't try and get. You know, Christian Kirk, uh, King Butler. They had mm-hmm. a yeah, lot of receivers yeah. there over there that was that are really good on Madden. If I could tell you myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good weapon. But I guess before we move on, I guess I give an update on the Titans. We're on the Jadavia Clowney watch, basically. Um, ah, <laughs> that's a nice – oh, my God. That'd be I've a great seen day. so many different reports saying that it's a done deal that he's coming and they wait on fiscal, but it's not by reputable sources, resources. So, it's between us, the Seahawks. I heard the Seahawks, they offer him a lot. So, I, I don't know if he's waiting out for them. But, you know, Mike Graver was the defense coordinator with the Texans. So I guess it's between uh, us. Right. I think the Colts have hopped in there the last minute, and they still got plenty of money. And I think the Jets were one. I don't think one to the Jets. So I think it's between us, the Colts, and the uh, Seahawks. But we traded Jarrell Casey, so we better make the sign happen because you trade. <laughs> and he wasn't our best defender last year. I think he started to fall off some after his injury, and he's getting older. So it might be, like I said, we're – uh, John Robinson, our GM, came from the Patriots. So, Patriots, what they do, they trade players a year early. Uh, they may be the case. Yeah, so, yeah that actually answers – that was going to – I actually had a question for you, and it was going to be specifically that in the sense that I didn't know the reason y'all traded Jared Casey was the fact that, like, y'all just don't want to pay him or is he just probably on the decline? So, you actually just answered my question. Yeah. This um, both. Uh, we opened up 11 mil in cap space to sign Jadavion Clowney because we didn't have enough money left to sign. Mm, okay. Jadavion Clowney is an upgrade because we signed Vic Beasley from the Falcons. And a lot of people are so that. uneven on that signing. It's a one-year deal, so it's a great signing in my opinion. Because yeah, yeah, it's a great signing. He's still good. Have, if you don't have motivation to play well, you know, to go hard in one year, it's career open. <laughs> <Pretty> <laughs> <much>. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he's very good when he, you know, Try so and Mike Raven don't play it, so he come in and do that if you want. It's a one year deal. And, but outside of that, Jarrell Casey hurt a lot of tight fans. We're still hurt. Um, ain't gonna lie, <laughs> but we're more hurt because it was just a seven round pick, too. So it's like it's literally mm-hmm. a cap dump off. But if you get Jadavian Clowney, then it makes up for it. It's pretty much that got to be what mm-hmm. happens in order for us to be satisfied, halfway satisfied. Yeah, that, it's also shocking that he like doesn't have like I mean he's just now like getting to this for him like I did not think he was gonna go this long without being signed it's it's crazy <laughs> for real I thought he would have been signed within hours of free agency hitting and here we are six almost seven days since free agency hitting and he's still not signed yeah it's like a big argument with him because a lot of people because I his fans are saying they're like man he only had four sacks last year I'm 30 tackles but you don't take you don't you know you don't count for the, mm-hmm. Him getting a double team, him opening it up for yeah. other people to get sacks. Because mm-hmm. getting all the sacks doesn't mean much. He gets to the court mm-hmm. um, so And JJ mm-hmm. Watt came back and had a uh, hell of a season, too. So that, of course, got him to the numbers as well. I mean, overall, yeah, he'll get, hurt. he'll get hurt again. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. But overall, Clowney had a good year last year. It's just, he. Yeah. you look at the stats, it's, it's the stats versus Washington, I'll tell mm-hmm. A lot of people think it's $20 million now. And I think the Seahawks on the offer from 13 and 14. So I think that's where it opened. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's go with the COVID 19 updates. So let's start off with the, well, we just go name off KD. Mm. 
has it. Um, and three other Nets teammates, two Lakers players have it unnamed. If they have they named from Scalp? I don't think no. Okay. No. Marcus Mark came out and made a post on Twitter. Um, he has it. And Sean Payton, Saints head coach, was the first NFL. <coughs> so, y'all got any just talks about this just pandemic and more where no, just man, just hope. I mean, we kind of mentioned this before we went off air last week. I just hope people continue to practice um, social distancing. People to uh, people continue to wash their hands, sanitize their hands. Uh, try not to put your hands in your face. Um, just, um, I just hope people continue to uh, stay safe and and stay in their homes. I think at the end of the day, that's how this pandemic stops, or that's how we get over it and through it. Um, at the end of the day, you can't do nothing but stay at the house. Like, I mean, I kind of joked about it before we went on air. It's just like being an, being on punishment as an adult you can't just really you can go somewhere but you really can't <laughs> um <laughs> you can you, i mean you can't go see friends you can't go party you can't go do all of those stuff you kind of just gotta like facetime people and people are virtually like doing shots and virtually like challenging other people to like do push or stuff <laughs> like that so if we can continue to do that then we'll get over this pandemic but if people want to continue to get outside and go hoop and, and <laughs> if people want to continue to go to the beach, go to the club, and all that type of stuff, if y'all want to do that, go right ahead. But we'll continue to have this pandemic um, until people decide otherwise to not do so. Um, and then uh, another thing that I've also kind of that's kind of bothered me too is how quickly the players are, how quickly they have access to the test. And if it can, I mean, yeah. let's just say hypothetically one of us has it right now. Um, I mean, it takes days and weeks i mean not days and weeks but i mean it takes days to even find out that you have the coronavirus or COVID 19 and so but they they know within days or uh quickly than than the average person would would um uh, than the average person would so that's one thing that kind of bothers me uh but at the end of the day that's society and there ain't nothing we can be able to do to change that so <laughs> just thought i would just say that now i'm off my soapbox <laughs> I agree with everything you said i mean you spoke my mind. yeah <laughs> Like I said, just hope people. I think everybody got the same thoughts. Yeah, just take it serious, people. Y'all see, we taking yeah. serious. doing virtual right now. Um, and y'all got like everything Scouts just said, man. Take it serious. Like this is our only. This is the best way now. Like, of course, it seems like nothing, but if y'all want to get through this as quickly and painless as possible, this is the suggestions. This is hopefully this will be the way that happens. If it ends up not being the way, then. We don't want to take we don't we don't we don't want a chance to put it that way. Right. And I appreciate I just appreciate, you know, us for being real about, you know, this topic. Um at the same time, you know, I just want everybody to of course be safe, you know, take precaution, use this time to, you know, rest, get to know the people that you're around uh, more. And, you know, just, you know, if you have any new passions or whatever, just go for it at this point. Like yeah. eventually life will be back to normal. But again, what is normal? So, you know, use this time wisely. Get to know, you know, get to know God more, and just grow yeah. closer to to the people around you. And Skyler, yeah. I was like, Skyler, you made a great. Uh, I saw your post on Twitter the other day, and I don't know my girlfriend said it. Like, you know, we always on the move. Always. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, man, I've never. I finally get to just sit down and relax. Yeah. Actually, just mm-hmm. yeah. You know, who's I'm always on the move, and that's the same for me. It's like even though I'm still having to go to work. I got my yeah. Still, I got my weekend. It's like this weekend I've been chilling. Yeah. Finally, just like I get to sit down. All my other extracurricular activities have, you know, ceased. Yeah. 
Let's move forward to college basketball. All right, March Madness. It's been – I've, I've been trying not to think about it. Right now, I've been, I've been not thinking. Uh, about say, no, it actually would be yeah, either second round, the Sweet Sixteen, yeah. right by now. Be second round, sweet. It's usually the first. Damn, round. it's first round Thursday, Friday, second round Saturday, Sunday, and Sweet Sixteen, Lee Eight next week, and we got yep. four. So I know, just I mean, watching the old games has been pretty cool. Um, they show except you know, that one, huh? Except that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, the you know, obvious one. The George, obvious one. Georgetown and North Carolina back in 82. And MJ and uh, James Worthy with North Carolina and Patrick Ewing went against Patrick Ewing at Georgetown. They showed uh, Jim Valvano when they beat Houston. And Keem Elijah wanted them. NC State to beat them back in 83 or 84. Then they showed the uh, Kentucky, Christian Lakin game, Kentucky Duke, and the shot. Then oh, today, that joint. That was nice. As on as now they're showing North Carolina Villanova a couple two years uh, a couple years ago Villanova hit the buzzer beat. That one was that one was good. Yeah, they just showed the Virginia and Texas Tech one from last year that went to overtime, which was only the second national championship to go overtime outside of. Yep. What we felt like those Memphis, yeah. Kansas, they showed that today. Mm-hmm. Our hearts all again. So I can't watch it. I can't either. National championship. Mario Chalmers tweeting, live tweeting on the game. Shout out to Melvin for uh, striking at him. <laughs> but uh, disappointment. I mean, I went ahead and rewatched it. You know, I hadn't watched it since then and really had had access to watch it in that case. But I've always said it was a moment in that game when we were up at nine, Kansas and got oh. seven called timeout. And I always said this from the time I went, the time I was watching that game, and I said at that point, Kansas stole the inbounds pass, and Sharon called to see the three-pointer get within four. That changed the whole – I've been yep. saying this since then. I say, the whole I say they might come back at that point because it's like you were just down by nine, and you get from nine to four within a matter of seconds. Like, just like that, it's a ball game again. It's not so mm-hmm. much – it's not a nine-point lead with two minutes going. Mm-hmm. It's a five-point – it's a four-point lead with a minute and 40 left now. So, it's not <laughs> – you know, it it's it changed completely changed the game. But it's everything we knew, missing free throws. Um the good free throws shoes missing free throws. But I think looking back on it, Joey Dorsey again fouling out. The players getting fatigued. We all said Tony uh yeah. Andre Allen getting suspended. Hurt it did. Their girls played the whole definitely. And I saw I went ahead and watched overtime because I didn't really remember how overtime went. They were fatigued. <laughs> open shots. I mean it was just that team was tired. They looked like they were gassed in overtime. Yeah. And then the next season, the Grizzlies drafted Durant also. Yep, so did he. Yep. Getting them big jerseys, man. Like, you think about what man. they wear now. Like, man. dang. <laughs> CDR, the big old t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that was the swag back then, though, man. He, he was. Right. He had the. He had the gas station T-shirt for real. He's going to look. Hey, what? Got the gas station. Two for ten. Two for twenty. Right, exactly. Two for twenty. Golly. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, man, if I, I would say, if I could, like, if I could pick my like favorite college basketball old March Madness moment. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, like that. That I mean, knowing that Memphis still lost that game is probably one of the, but not Memphis losing that national championship game. Like it hurts. 
but to still see that like your home team, like the team that like a lot of people in Memphis kind of like you kind of grew up rooting for, regardless of if you're a fan of somebody else or not, you kind of still have some time, like, some kind of ties to them. Um, them mm-hmm. making it to the national championship game is still just kind of something that I mean just kind of sits well with you. I mean because like I mean you talk about I mean that everybody they mom was wearing Memphis gear that year. Like just the the tournament run that they went on was just special. I mean to see. Derrick Rose just kind of break out. I mean, I can't. I think was it CDR or I think it may have been CDR. He was on Jason John a few months ago, and I think they kind of talked about how they kind of went to Derrick Rose before the tournament even started and said, "Hey, like we kind of need you to be the Derrick Rose. We need you to be like the guy that you were coming out of, um, coming out of Chicago." He did just that. I mean, he kind of took that team and put them on his back. Um, just I mean, once those tournament started, um. And then even going to the national championship game, like you mentioned that, that game, and he just kind of he balled. So um, to, to see them actually make it to the national championship game, even though as today right now that season currently doesn't, <laughs> we don't that season apparently right now didn't count, but it was still special to see. And if I could just kind of add one B, um, I used to be a really Duke fan. I'm no longer a Duke fan anymore, thanks to the Memphis Tigers. But Duke winning the, <laughs> the 2015 national championship against Wisconsin was just pretty special. Ah, uh, the Memphis Five. <laughs> exactly. Um, and that turn and that national championship, I think, was probably one of the best that Duke has ever had, just because um, Coach K before the time wasn't really big on recruiting one and dunce or recruiting freshmen like that. He kind of mm-hmm. his championships or his team would kind of they're more so veteran driven that he. He, they typically always had like a bunch of uh, like juniors and and seniors and stuff like that. But if you kind of go back to that team, 2015, that was probably one of the youngest teams that he's actually ever coached. And so for that team to have won the, the national championship that year with Tyus Jones and Justin Winslow and Jaloga Ford, and those were like really top freshmen at, at that time. Um, spoke by him, so who Coach K um, was and is now to this day. He's always willing to um, change. He's willing to make changes to whatever he needs to do. Um, to keep up with the today's game. So um, that was probably one of the best March Madness or, or one of the best moments at March Madness for me too. And three of those freshmen are with the Grizzlies. There you go. Hey, that's hey, hey. It's crazy. It's crazy how the world spins. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess my favorite uh, moment, March Madness, not so much the NCAA tournament for Memphis. My favorite moment was the UTEL uh, Conference Championship. We had mm. to win the tournament to get there. To get to the uh, that was I think my what's that freshman freshman year Joe, yep. Joe Jackson in them yep. yep and Joe Jackson hit the uh, game winning shot and we you you tell beat us by like thirty at UTEP that same season and that uh-huh. conference tournament was at UTEP and you remember UTEP had Memphis players Randy Culpepper Randy Culpepper yeah <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> and for us to pull that out and get to the tournament and the tournament game against uh. Arizona was a great game. We lost that one at the end, like fought hard. Just that to get to that point to get there, and you know we had to win the tournament and to pull it off. That was good. Um, my most disappointed for Memphis outside the national championship was another tournament we had to win to get to the NCAA tournament, and that was the USA tournament, which we had here at the Ferris Forum against Louisville and Darius Washington. Mr. Oh, oh God! You just had you I just pissed a lot of up. Memphis people off. Sorry, I had to break just, it up. Rip the bandaid off, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> like the Jesus, that's don't want it. Hey, which one? <laughs> that one was <laughs> that one hurt too. That was uh, disappointing for Memphis. But the enlightened Tigers fan, the Tigers fans, I let y'all know my most disappointing UT moments is I'm a UT fan too. Losing Ohio State in the NCAA tournament back in uh, what year was Mike Conley and Greg Golden went to the national championship? 2007. 
2007. 19-point yep. mm-hmm. lead at halftime of that second-round game against Ohio State. And you know what, Memphis? Ohio State ended up beating Memphis that year in the League 8. So, we had pulled it out. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. y'all can blame us for Ohio State. 19-point <laughs> <laughs> lead. Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl. So, I got to say about them. He's improved since then. But here, I mean, he made up for it. We got to our first ever league eight afterward. And I guess my favorite UT moment was that I put Chris Lofton's shot against Winthrop, but that game ain't supposed to be that close. So I say let's get to league eight for the first time in the program history. Can I get for my sure. favorite UT moment yep. out of the way? Chris Lofton hitting his uh, game winner over Kevin Durant. Hey, screw you. Oh, <laughs> that, like, in that game too. Hey, screw you, man. <laughs> that was hey, that was a great game. Did y'all go to like double overtime? Yes. It yeah, is. yeah, yeah that, that was a great one. That was a great game, bro. That was a great. No, no, I, I actually remember that one. That's yeah. a good one, bro. Yeah, tough love, alien brother. brother. I love you. You know, I had yeah, it. It's all, it's all love, bro. That's that. That was a good yeah. one. I actually remember that as well. Um, so, of course, my Memphis moment would be uh, the 2008 playoff run with the, with the Tigers, of course, man. That team was something special. Um, in my opinion, that's probably the best team ever assembled to not win a championship. I know it was a bunch of teams that didn't, but I think those Tigers could, 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 could beat any of them just by their, you know, camaraderie. And, Lito, you made a good point about how, you know, the team told Derrick Rose to beat Derrick Rose. You know, at the end of the day, like, Derrick Rose was the number one pick over, you know, um, Michael Beasley, who was a beast. O.J. Mayo, who was supposed to be the next Michael Jordan, you know. Mm-hmm. It wasn't none of them to be the number one pick. It was <laughs> Derrick Rose, and it was because he led us to that national championship. Um, of course, it still hurt to this day. Um, you know, so I guess the, 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 the media or whatever say that, you know, it never happened because of the controversy around Derrick Rose. But to Memphians, you know, we saw it. We, 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 we saw it happen, and it was a great time to be a, a Tigers fan. Um, but my non-favorite Tigers moment would definitely be the Steph Curry run he did in, uh, in, the, in the same tournament, actually, which is which is the crazy. Like, 2008 was just a great moment for basketball. It was a great year. Great year in basketball, definitely. So, you know, you yeah. did, you know against Gonzaga, you know, putting up 40 to, you know, the, the kind of behind-the-back victories, you know, to losing literally by two points against Kansas, um, who would go on to win the championship. It, it says a lot about Steph Curry, and I think that's when the world – you know, knew who Steph Curry was. Bro, so, I literally – there, there was a clip on Twitter a couple of days ago and just the run that he went – I think I think the whole clip was from the Gonzaga game. And, yes, I was. mean, you talk about a performance. Like, first of all, he averaged 32 points that entire tournament, which is unheard of. Second of all, like the clip that I watched of Steph Curry making shots, every three that he took never hit rim. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> I, just, I, went back, I was like, wait, he never, the man never hit rim that entire game against Gonzaga. And Gonzaga, the, and, and still is to this day, is probably one of the, like, during the league program, people may not know Gonzaga unless you just kind of watch basketball, college basketball on a consistent basis. But Gonzaga is, I mean, always good. And to, always. for one player to absolutely just go crazy like that against Gonzaga, I was like, yeah, he needs to go top five. Like that, I mean, even yeah. that, that that performance is—he's unreal. That was unreal. Yeah, I'm okay. the same Kansas team that beat Memphis in the championship that year. He came. Yeah, he lost by two. Real close. close. He missed the game. Yep. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, well, for me, man, my favorite non-Memphis moment that doesn't—that's not the 08 season. 
It's actually the following season. Um, I went to, I was a student at UT, a sophomore at the time. So I was at the uh, Memphis, Tennessee game. Uh, this was the Tyreek Evans year. Um, in UT student section in my final four shirt, Memphis final four shirt proudly. Um, that whole game was a dog fight. Uh, Tyreek Evans took over uh, late to give Memphis the win. And, um, but just that on, then on top of what we were all just talking about with the OA season, and I was just looking at the schedule, like the amount of the non-conference schedule, like the amount of teams that actually came to FedEx Forum that season and we were destroying, like Scholars just mentioned, Gonzaga, who's a very elite program. We had Georgetown uh, come to the forum that same season. Hmm. I think it was a tournament earlier or – I think it was a tournament earlier in the season before. But uh, to Tuke's point about O.J. Mayo, we actually beat O.J. Mayo at that time, who was actually who, when USC was ranked. Uh, but just for my favorite uh, non-Memphis March Madness moment would probably have to go to – Kimball Walker's run. I know it kind of takes a little, takes a hit a little bit because the national championship wasn't that great. But just the run that Kimball went on from the Big East tournament all the way to winning the national championship is probably some of the best basketball that I've seen in quite some time. And I think we were kind of hoping for that for Steph Curry, but we kind of got it to a less extent for Kimball Walker. And um, I pick it back to something you said, Took. We're going to do so. Going to our next recording, uh, it probably be a couple of weeks from now. Um, you said something about like most of this a uh, uh, talented, most talented team to not win that championship. We'll yeah. actually do one a segment on like the most talented, uh, most talented teams that to win. That's like, okay. That'd be my mentioned that Houston team that uh, Flash Slam that was that was. Uh, <laughs> King Lachawan and Clyde Drexler. So, uh, we'll do a yeah. list of those things. Mm. Yeah, we have a second. So I'll say you got the 5-5, five, five too, that I just thought of. Yeah, so, yeah that'll yeah. be a fun. Yeah, yeah. the 5-5 definitely on the list, but there's so many of them, though. Yep, so we'll have that. And also, um, i just tell you this off where we're going to do it now. Uh, Scouting, another poll question to come up with. Kimball versus Shabazz Napier, who had the better run? Do that on uh let's do another let's do a Twitter poll on that one. That's okay. Oh boy, that's tough. <laughs> that's, that's a tough that's one. Good. We'll do that on next show too or something. You know, it's just keeping up, get some topics rolling in this show. But um I guess what it's time for a famous troll. Is you trolling? Is you trolling? Is you trolling? Is you trolling? Let's get it. So I actually have one. Um, I didn't watch a lot of college basketball this season, but of course I do a lot of reading. And one thing that I saw was a March Madness 2020 simulation because of the coronavirus is going on. People wanted to know who would win. And it said that Seton Hall would beat Duke to win it all but this this year. So trolling out, Seton Hall would have won the tournament this year. I'd say it's not a troll because I don't know who's gonna win the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, the fact. I probably yeah. would say I probably would have chosen. I, was, I don't know. I probably say I probably would have chosen Dayton just to choose a random team, but Seton Hall had yeah. been uh, with the guard name, Jeffy Killer. Uh, 
Oh, what's his name? <laughs> I like the guard that they have. He, I think he led the nation in scoring. Quincy McKnight. Uh, nah, McKnight. Uh, that's not gonna come to my mind. That's not true, though. Miles Powell? Huh? Miles Powell. Miles Powell, yeah. Because I believe Miles he could have won a Kimball Walker or Shabazz Napier type of run. And especially in this year's, the way the teams work. Yeah, I think he could have. He definitely, this was the year to definitely do something like that. So that's not true. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's not a troll just because I think, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like there was, I mean, not even just a handful. I think there could have been two handful of teams that could have won because at the yeah. end of the day, if people want to talk about, like, I mean, the, the Blue Bloods kind of at some point kind of held their own and started winning games. It still was a matter of, like, I feel like anybody could have won and there was no dominant team going into the tournament, regardless of, I mean, it could have been anybody in my, in my opinion. So whether it's Seton Hall, Kansas, I mean, even Baylor was looking like the legit number one team until they got into they got deeper in conference play. And they went, they lost like three of their last five or four of their last five or something like that. So it, it could have been it could have been anybody. But like you said, I think at the end of the day, uh, college basketball in March Madness depends on who's your best player and who's your best player. And I think Obi Toppin was probably he probably he probably could have been he probably could have won Nature Player of the Year because he was that good. Um, and he probably could have taken his team to the to the final four, even championship game. So you could you could definitely throw a date in there as well. Uh, I'll also say no, just for the exact same reasons. So, there you go. Uh, uh, sorry, that, man. Uh, I'm watching this North Carolina Field Nova championship again. Man, Marcus Page, that shot. I forgot how crazy that shot was that he hit the tie the game up. <laughs> Yes, I mean, I'm yes. sitting looking at this as well, too. Like, this game had some shots <laughs> made in it. Like, not even just, like, the yeah. last two or three minutes. But if you – I mean, I've been sitting here as we're recording it, and there was some <coughs> difficult shots that were taken and that were made in this game. This was probably one of the best, like, call, like national championship games ever, like, for real, one of the best. Yep. Yep. Um, I guess if I if we if we uh, as we still on trolling all trolling on, I'm just throwing this out here. I don't know if I necessarily believe it, but I'm just throwing this out here. <laughs> Troll or no, I think the Patriots still end up with more wins than Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady. There you have it. Woo! 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 Mm. Can I add? Can I add some on it? Sure. Okay. I think the Patriots go eleven and five. I think Tampa Bay goes ten and six. So it'll be just about one game. So you basically, I mean, essentially, sure. Yeah. I was actually going about to say no for that reason because they did go eleven and five with Matt Castle. Yeah. Um, how I know it's a while ago, but I've seen Bill Belichick do it. I've seen Tom Brady miss four games and they go three and one. I've seen. Um, we haven't seen Tom Brady. In another system, but you haven't seen them. Yeah. It's Tampa Bay's offensive line. How good are they? Uh, they're actually not bad. They're not that bad. Okay, they're not. They're not bad, honestly. Like it's Tampa good. Bay's not. If it's any team that makes sense on the field, honestly, Tampa Bay is top three for Tampa. So, um, so thing, I'll yeah. You go ahead first. I just say my thing. I guess my thing with also with him at Tampa is he doesn't have an easy division again. I mean, he got Drew Brees over there in the Saints. So you don't have, you know, I mean, throughout his mm-hmm. own career, the Patriots had nobody. I mean, you you had the Jets that one year that was a tease with Rex Ryan. Well, they did beat them playoffs, so I guess they weren't that big with tease. But they didn't, uh, 
beat them. They didn't win the division, but they beat the Patriots in the playoffs. But um, outside of that year, I mean, the year that Matt Castle started, they lost the division here at 11-5. The Dolphins actually won the division. They won the tiebreaker. They mm-hmm. got them, so. Yep, this ain't the AFC East no more, buddy. And also, you know, Peyton Manning had the, his last year. Y'all remember how his last year went? Mm-hmm. Tom Brady's 43 years old. At some point, yeah. is he still going to? Is he going to do like Peyton Manning? Just, I mean, fall off to the point where he has more picks and touchdowns. I mean, I don't predict it, but he is 40, he's about to be 43. So I say nah for all those reasons. Just because the Patriot way and Bill Belichick, I've seen it happen. And age of Tom Brady plus a tougher division and another system, I say it's not a troll, but. I'm not saying I don't see Tampa Bay not making the playoffs either, but it's not true for them to finish with a better record. I will honestly say a troll for the fact of because I think the AFC East is a little, just a little bit more competitive. And with Tom Brady not being there, I know we get we give great praise about Matt Castle and how Belichick was able to do with him. But I don't think that same energy is going to be there with the Patriots for one and for two. I mean, yeah, the Patriots went in twelve and four, but I mean, what were they really that good last season? Yeah, like, and I'm pretty. Like, let me see. I'm trying. To, I can try to pull up this like the people that are playing now. But like I said, if it's any team that, that that's perfect for Tom Brady, it would. It's like all he really have to do is make mm-hmm. consistent, you know, plays. And for two, Tampa Bay is not done. They're, I don't think they're done because you do have a lot of people reaching out to him saying, "Hey, I want to play with Tom Brady." So, mm-hmm. you know, who, who knows? Who, who knows? Yeah. And, and then one thing to also keep in, to keep in, um, keep in play is and this is before scheduling even comes out. But I know if you're the division winner, um, if you're the division winner for your particular division, you play the division winners of all the other divisions. So that's something the Patriots has to think about. And then I'm pretty sure Temp- Tampa Bay yeah. finished. Who finished last? Was it Tampa Bay or the Falcons? Nah, it was us. Yeah. Oh, uh, but, oh, yeah, right. okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So even, yeah. So even still, so I mean, that that already makes the schedule for the Buccaneers. Um, it, that goes into their favor. But I mean, like I said, this is no longer the AFC East. <laughs> now we're in the NFC South, and again, like I mean, just like the just like the AFC North, the NFC South. I feel like a lot of times they kind of beat up on each other. Um, minus the Saints, <laughs> the Saints beat everybody else, and then everybody else beats up on each other. So, um, those those years where you kind of go maybe uh, six to zero in your division or something like that, that ain't happening no more. <laughs> that ain't happening when he's in Tampa Bay. Yeah. So I just, I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't count Bill Belichick and the Patriots out just yet. So I'm, look, I'm actually, li- I'm actually looking at the schedule for both teams, and the the, the Patriots definitely have a much tougher season. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm rolling with the Bucks on this one. Anybody else have one? Nah, I'm good. Um, yeah. It's the show. Uh, like I said, we'll probably take a week high, at least one week hiatus, and see how everything goes on with the coronavirus. Um, I just saw something pop up on CBS after this North Carolina Bill North game ended. We have 32,600 plus cases of coronavirus in the U.S., third in the nation, and 400 plus deaths. Mm. Take this seriously, people. Please, please, yes. please, be seriously. But mm. nobody got anything else? Nah, just, uh, um, I, just, I was, oh, go ahead, Scott. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, oh, well, I was just 
checking Twitter, I was wondering why Jamal Murray was trending, and I finally. <laughs> <it>. so, <laughs> well, okay, uh, that's all I have. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would definitely say uh, one of our um, teammates is out cheating. Um, he's out. His um, he's experiencing death in the family, so definitely hope that um, just asking for prayers for him and his family as well, and pray for everybody yeah. that may be under the coronavirus or the COVID nineteen um, virus as well. Hopefully, everybody gets better and practice um, social distancing. Yes, yes please. Good doses. Good doses. Good doses. Good doses out to my to our guy. Yep. Oh, still. All right, y'all. Till next time. Peace. 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 I love y'all. Peace. Love y'all, man. Love you too. Peace, our brothers. Shop new looks for the new year at Macy's One Day Sale. Going on now with deals of the day like sweaters from Clubroom, Alfani, Inc., and more. $19.99 to $29.99. And get 40 to 60% off coats and boots. Then add the finishing touch to any look with fine jewelry clearance, 70% off. Plus, get your dot-com orders fast with contact-free curbside pickup. Or you can pick them up inside the store. For details, visit Macy's.com. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before with hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart.